We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Wow, yeah, I mean, this could go viral, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so should I release the tape? Honestly, two girls, one cup. Wow, he kept filming as you're shitting, huh? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> didn't hit record. This is already off to a rough fucking start. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. This is Hannah Dickinson, and this week we're mixing it up, you know? We're, we're making a pivot. Uh, bringing on a co-host. We're on dance team together. You were my captain of the dance team. And I was your big sister. Oh, right. So you felt so much guidance, I'm sure. Yeah, she's really uh, guided me through life here. Uh, she's helping me find a boyfriend right now. Any Any leads? Nope classic welcome Skylar Corby you know I don't know welcome feels weird We're... welcome back you know like yeah well life comes full circle Hannah and here we are yeah we started at dance team and we were both mediocre I would say you're good you're no good. I, I don't want to I don't want to put a mediocre on you I truly I... wasn't um I think it was one of those things where none of us were that great so <sighs> you have mediocre kind of rise to the top uh it got me nowhere so isn't it funny how everything in high school feels so important it's yeah. like I can't even bust and move on the dance floor anymore. I feel like I'm still not the best one at a wedding dancing, yeah. let alone on the dance Like with team. the aunts and the uncles and stuff. I feel like if anything, I'm just more aggressive grinder and not in a good way. Like I'm a... I haven't grinded on someone in years. And quite honestly, I miss it because I feel like that was the one thing I did do. Like I got compliments on that. Oh, you were a good grinder in mm-hmm. high school? In high school, in college. And then you don't really... There's no real opportunity to grind on someone after age like 22. Skylar has a live-in boyfriend, and I mentioned that because there's got to be someone on this podcast who knows what they're doing in the dating world. You haven't grinded with your current boyfriend. I have, but, like, even in the moment, even drunk, like, we were in, like, New Jersey, so obviously, like, you're going to drink and grind on someone if anywhere in the country in New Jersey. Yeah, where were you in New Jersey? Down the shore, I think they call it. I don't know. You were at Jersey Shore grinding with your boyfriend. Yeah. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way, so. How old were you? 
Oh, this was recently. You were like, this was two weeks ago. I was grinding on my boyfriend. But in the moment, like, we're drunk. It was fun. We're t- around a ton of people. But you do have kind of, like, a sobering moment where you're like, this isn't, gr-. like, I feel like I shouldn't be doing this. But then you look around and you're like, well, that 45-year-old over there is doing it. So it can get worse. Yeah, I don't think I've grinded on someone since college either. Yeah. Well, I mean, you I'm sure shouldn't. I tried. I, yeah. Yeah. With clothes on, for sure not. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> dignity. Uh. I wonder if kids are still grinding. Do kids grind now? I don't know. Because I watched a t- 90s, 2000, early 2000s teen movie the other day. And when they show them dancing at dances, they're like kind of bopping around and snapping and stuff. I'm like, okay, we weren't doing that at homecoming. I know. But it has to evolve in some way. It's not like we hit grinding and everyone's like, it's as good as it gets. This is just what we're going to do now. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I've like, had- do they do TikTok dances? That feels aggressive, too. It does, but... Yeah, it doesn't feel like grinding was the end, you know? No. It's, that feels like that's too sad. If that's the highest... Because yeah. it really took off in the early 2000s. Yeah. And I, I just... Not, I'm like, I wish I could go to a high school dance. <laughs> that feels creepy to be like, I wish I knew what the kids are up to. You know, you know just, anybody? Yeah, I'm just going to zoom in on this bat mitzvah and see what the, <laughs> the children are doing. Yeah, I, I talked about this last week with Kat about the grinding thing, but I uh, also now, like, I think about, does my hair smell? Like, I would get, like, very nervous. Oh, see, I prepared for that. It was one of those things, especially in college, where I'm like, okay, I know where a head is going to be. So I would always spray, like, perfume, be, like, in my hairline because I read in a magazine somewhere that, like, it released the most heat. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be smelling, like, warm vanilla sugar all night long. But there was one Halloween where I was waiting in line to get into a bar and some drunk girl behind me puked on me, like on my shoulder. After you sprayed? No, no, no. Well, yeah, I was ready. Like I had sprayed. I was ready to go. I was dressed up as a Jack Daniels bottle. Okay. Right. All right. And she puked on my shoulder and she I was- She saw your outfit. She's like, <laughs> she's like, she probably did. She's like, oh no, here it comes. But she puked on my shoulder. And I remember being mad, obviously, for getting puked on, but I like- had a moment where I just turned around and I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I had sprayed my perfume around that area. She puked right on my perfumed neck area. And I'm like, well, now like, I have to clean this off because I can't dance with somebody smelling like vomit all night. Like, that was my main concern. That shows how desensitized you get to things in college because you're like, fuck, like. You know, was it about you, the fact that she puked on you and that's disgusting? It's like, great, now I can't fucking rub my ass against a guy's dick. Thanks a lot, Jessica. <laughs> it was a great, like, girl moment because you know how girls only like each other when they're drunk in the bathroom? Yeah. Walked into the bathroom, covered in puke, immediately... Like, there were a few girls, I'm sure, that left. They're like, I don't like her enough. And they were just out. But there were girls I didn't even know who came up to, like, clean me off. Obviously, somebody had, like, some kind of wet wipe situation to wipe me down with. And we got me cleaned up. And I think anybody I danced with that night, instead of, like, looking up at them over my right shoulder, I just eased everyone to my left. And that was literally the resolution to that. And I'm sure I smelled like puke. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I smelled terrible, but in the grand scheme of things, to a college boy, it's like, well, do I tell her she smells like vomit, or do I get to grind on a girl tonight? And they're always going to choose option B. Yeah, also, I'm, I say this respectfully, but you're very short. Right. So, 5'1". Yep. So, that, maybe they couldn't really, you know, you gotta go for a taller man, right? In that situation. Um, no, not so much. Uh, grinding with tall guys, not where it's at. Yeah, because then your shoulders are on their dick. 
Pretty much. Like, your shoulder blades are in their rib cage. No one is comfortable. You're grinding against, like, their knees. Tall people have never really worked out for me, which is great because I'm not one of those, like, five foot one people that's like, I only date six two. Like, I can't. I've tried. It doesn't work out. I See, that's the thing. My friend got married, and she's, like, you know, five two. whatever. Her mm-hmm. husband was six feet, at least. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, how do they have sex? That's the whole thing I thought about in the wedding. I'm like, this is, like... Haunted, <laughs> the whole day. The whole wedding. I'm like, this haunted house key is going to open this dollhouse? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I always used to be like, I wish I was short, a short girl, because there are so many hot guys who are short. Yep. Who are like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, but they're they're hot. They're really hot. Babes. And I'm like, if I was short, I could do this easily. Mm-hmm. But Oh, it, it's great. You know, it, I already feel like I... I emasculate men with my personality and I'm like I can't I can't just date I did date a guy who was shorter than me at 115 pounds that was rough that was rough Ooh, how is he doing now like yeah he died actually he died he uh, died of suffocation (laughs) between my thighs no he moved back to Canada that was oh yeah that's all it took (laughs) yeah you know what that's a really sobering moment too that'll get you he is he's just one of those people that was like naturally you know, just naturally small. skinny like a jockey yeah exactly he was like a jockey he, was he a jockey no he was not a jockey he was he was an actor so basically the so basically thing. a jockey <laughs> so basically he made no money right uh, but he was actually really cool and he, he had this great personality i really liked him but it was this thing where i was like he, he was so much smaller than me it mm-hmm. like hurt my own ego of like i was like i'm just like bigger than well because how tall are you i'm five six okay See, but I was feel also, like-, like, heavier at the time, so I was, like, I'm just, like, crushing this stuff. <laughs> like, it's just, like, you know, it, I can't even pretend to get on top. Like, I just, yeah. like, and there was no way he ever tried to make me get on top. I think I- it's also just always in the back of your mind, too, because I'm sure in his head he doesn't care, but girls are always overthinking all that anyway. Yeah. I do think guys, you know, people are like, guys don't talk about that stuff, blah, 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 like, yeah. or they don't think about that stuff. But then my guy friend in college was like, oh my god, that girl, she has the hairiest asshole. And I was really pissed off he said that because I was like, I might have a hairy asshole. <laughs> so I don't appreciate you talking about this girl like that. And I don't I don't like that this girl has that reputation because... I don't like that I now know. Yeah, I, I don't like to know. And it yeah. bothered me because it, it honestly made me self-conscious. I was like... I don't, I don't even remember who the girl was, honestly. Yeah. I just remember that a girl has a hairy asshole that this guy hooked up with. Yeah. And I I just remember being like, I don't like that guys, like, label girls like that. Oh, like, that's the girl with the thing on her. Yeah. Because I'm like, shit, like, what's mine? It's, it's a selfish reasoning. No, it's it like is. A, it's I feel that, though. Cause, but, like, I mean, you always had the guys, or with your friends, all of the guys that they were dating had, like, random nicknames, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm definitely a hypocrite on that one because every guy I date has a has, has a, a nickname has of some nickname. kind. Yeah, my friends. One time I was dating this guy for like by the time I was dating him for two months, I like said his name mm-hmm. to my friends oh, and nice. they were like, "Who?" And I was like, "Tennis pro." And they were like, "Oh," but he was an actual tennis pro. He just like played a lot of like Wii tennis. Yeah, uh, it's just easier. Yeah, because it gets confusing. Like even when people are telling me like non dating, non sex related stories about like somebody that they work with. They'll be like, oh, I mention her all the time. Her name's this. I'm like, I need you to stick with the nickname. Like, she will never be Emily to me ever in my life. But, like, the bitch that broke the toaster. That I will know. I'll know exactly who you're talking about. You say Emily, no clue. My mind goes to Dickens. Yeah, exactly. Dickinson. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I don't even know Emily Dickinson, who is my ancestor. Is she? No, she's not. I don't think so. I like to tell people that because I like to pretend that I have, I feel like that's a believable one, too. Yeah, because she's a writer. Yeah, and you you could be like, like... I have a journal. 
Same thing. <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't fact check that one. Like, that's not something where people get so excited over Emily Dickinson. If you're like, oh, well, you know, Tom Hanks is kind of my uncle. They're like, wait, what? And then they IMDB it and they go through all this different stuff. Or like Wikipedia. But with Emily Dickinson, you're like, that's a lot of effort. I'm just going to believe it. Like Even now, it's like people, you can be so famous in a world but mm-hmm. no one fucking knows who you are yeah. and it's like it's like you literally have to do the most attention grabbing thing for people to remember like you to and be famous yeah yeah so that's i feel like a little disheartening yeah but it's very easy to pretend you're famous especially in like an la or in new york because there's people everywhere and i think people sort of care just so they have a story to tell but not enough like i have these massive ass sunglasses and I think we've talked about this. I'm wearing them right now. They cover half of my face. And yeah. when I have, like, my face mask on, I look like I'm hiding from the world. And you see people kind of look, and then they look me up and down. They're like, okay, well, she's too short to be anything worthwhile. But, like, there's something there. And I, like, take that moment. I'm like, yes. And I just kind of keep going with it. It lasts, like, a block. And then I'm like, no, these are just massive, and they really hurt my face. But they give off that aura of being famous. And that's all people really, like, look for. Yeah, I do think when I wear my sunglasses inside, which I only do that so I don't lose them. Right. I started noticing people would be like, is this person... Because it's like when you wear sunglasses inside, either you're hungover, mm-hmm. but like midday, right. you're like, who is this person? Yeah. Are they important? Yeah. It's like, a, what are you hiding? Yeah. I'm interested There's now. Intrigue. Like, no judging, really. And the, the desire to be around famous people, I think, is interesting. Yeah. Because people like saying that they were at some party. Yeah, it's a weird... I mean, as someone, I'm, like, pursuing comedy, but it's, like, a weird thing of... uh, It bothers me when other people are pursuing things, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, nope, this is kind of my thing, so... I Only I can be annoying, thank you. I said this was my year. (laughs) Yeah, Um, 2020, my year. More, like, um, people pursuing... Now, just seeing people pursuing, like, uh, wellness, to be a famous wellness person, Mm -hmm. or, like, a famous you know workout person on instagram it's like instagram provides you the opportunity to be famous in every facet Mm -hmm. i lost like five pounds i guess that means i should become a personal trainer and explain everyone how my fitness journey is going and how i can help them too it's like we don't need any more of those it just feels like an odd thing where you get so passionate about it you're like oh this is my this is my calling my thing my calling in life is to lose weight and tell people how to do it and then you're like and then they gain it back and you're like tough I know, it would feel a lot of pressure to, like, lose weight and then be like, this is my career path, because then you would have to keep it up. Oh, yeah. And I also feel like now it's, like, these influencers, they before they'd be like, this is my body, like, mm-hmm. love it. And now they're showing this thing, like, this is how it looks one way, but here's also another photo of all my cellulite. And it's like, wait, you just built this brand on, like, how fit you are and, like, losing weight and what you eat, and now you're showing us, like, this is actually all a sham, and yeah. I actually do have cellulite. And then everyone's like, wow, so brave. And I'm like, what? they built this whole fucking yeah. Instagram on how hot they are. Right. And but it's even better when they post things like that, and then the next day, it's, like, a workout for you to do with a picture of them flexing that they were making fun of the day before. I'm like, can you do more of, like, the fat cellulite pictures? I, you just told me that this is you flexing and that this isn't you all the time. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, and then you then you post that, and you're like, gains, hashtag gains, whatever the fuck that means. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's like you've already broken this yeah. wall of, like... You broke the fourth wall. Like, yeah. I need nothing anymore. Just show me that you're fat. This is very hypocritical for coming from someone who has a podcast, but like (laughs) Instagram, I guess because I'm just living through it. My screen time was up by 25% Mm -hmm. last week. I was at 10 hours. That's pretty bad. That's good. 
those are those are big numbers <laughs> yeah it's like what if i i mean i i got into tiktok recently uh that's you got into tiktok now look i got into podcast game now i'm, I'm really behind the times <laughs> I'm it's not, okay. I'm dressed like it's 2007 right now. So it's yeah, you came in and I was like, oh, blazer. <laughs> oh, oh, leather skirt and a blazer. What exactly time of day is this? I was like, oh, maybe she'll listen to an episode and realize I don't really have like a theme here. She's like trying to go all, all ways. No. But you have, wait, do you have to go? What time do you have to leave? Nah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, you know, Skylar has a real job, so she has things she has to do. Allegedly. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I feel like now in COVID, everyone's like, oh, I can't because of COVID. But then you like see them out somewhere and you're like, we're really picky and choosy on what we mm-hmm. can and can't do based on this COVID situation. Oh, yeah. COVID gave everyone the excuse to like not go out because of COVID. Like just recently with reservations being able to be made. And I think in a few days we're allowed to like eat indoors, all this different stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like now I'm ready. Let's go out. I'll make dinner reservations. Like... Who wants to come with me? And I did that recently. And you have the people that are like, yeah, I'm so sick of being inside. I can't wait to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, cool. Yes, you are a friend. Other people who did this pre-COVID are just like, oh, yeah, I'm just a little bit nervous right now. But, like, where are you going? I'm like, no, no. I know what that means. Like, that is the quintessential who's all going to be there of dinner reservations. You just say that they're not coming, I think. Oh, I definitely do. I think I used to do the thing where I would check in. And now, like, it's like if somebody doesn't follow up from a date. Like, I was talking to someone the other day. They're like, well, what do I do if we made plans for Tuesday and it's Monday night and I haven't heard from them since we made the plans on Thursday? I'm like, you stay home. You don't go out. Like, You don't think following up? I think you follow up the first. If it's for a first date, yes. If it's a, this was, like, the second time that the person had, like, not confirmed. And at that point, you're like, I mean, read between the lines. Either they're not interested or they suck. <laughs> and you're like... You don't need to be the one always checking in. Like, when you really, really want to meet up with someone, friends or otherwise, like, you do it. Yeah, I feel like I recently, like, you know, trying to date, I'm like, I've been told in the past that I don't seem interested. So (laughs) I've been trying to be, like, a little more excited over text because I'm just, like, pretty dry over text. And I'm like, maybe this comes across as I'm not interested. So I've been trying to be, like, following up and, like, how are you? And, uh... Turns out they're not interested. That mm. was the... That was the lesson? Yeah, that was yeah. the lesson. But I didn't feel bad about it because I really didn't like them that much. But uh, it's funny. I'll follow up if I'm, like, not that into it. Because I'm like, oh, I, I won't care. <laughs> like, I, I got nothing else to do. Yeah, I don't... And if they don't respond, my ego will be hurt, but my feelings won't be. Yeah. So that... Because yeah. you're also the bigger person. You're like, well, I did what I was supposed to do, so now you suck because you're the one that's going radio silent. But also in the beginning, after a first date, there's not a huge, no, I mean, unless from an online date, it's really hard to, like, immediately meet them and have a huge connection. very rarely happens. So now I'm like, if it wasn't fucking painful, I'm like, let's try again, because then it's like, you just have to get to know someone. So I'll be open to meeting them again. Mm -hmm. And if they're not interested, then I'm like, okay, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't really think it was that great of a match either. But, like, I'll try. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I'm not busy, so... I have no friends. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, here I am just putting myself out there. But it does feel like this pressure's off of like, well, if they don't respond, then that's kind of your answer as opposed to like, I don't know, maybe I was too hard or... Yeah, no. No, I think it is just being realistic and knowing how the world works and being like, okay, no response is a no. But it's also good to know being the person on the other side of it. It's like, hey, you're no response. People are taking that as like, hey, I'm not interested. Like, And girls especially. Or if a girl doesn't hear from you, 
um, within like a day after that date, I can promise you she's texted all of her friends like, oh, he sucks. He's not interested. Where like you could have been busy, but. My friend was like, this guy's not responding. He he didn't follow. He sh-. No, she's like, this guy isn't following up, like all this stuff. And he didn't follow up after the date. I don't think he likes me, but I thought it went so well. I'm so confused. And then he like texted her later that night mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in your neighborhood. Like, do you want to go out? And then honestly, that ended up being a sign of what he's like it was always like at his convenience like when he's available and so that was also kind of a red flag even though she was like oh I just overreacted but it was kind of a red flag that he just waited till he was like by her place and was like hey you home it's like hey you around it's like the hey you up but just early yeah it's like more inconvenient because it's like well I'm busy right now at least with you up but I'm not showered like I you can't come you can't see me like this that's my thing too I can't do a last minute date I gotta I gotta shave I gotta wipe the asshole like I got things you gotta prep yeah I unless I'm going somewhere I prefer to not prefer to be in like Sophie shorts and a t-shirt so basically anything I've owned since 2001 so if somebody were to text me and be like hey like would you want to go on a date like I literally cannot <laughs> you should have texted me an hour and a half ago that would have given us ample time for me to look okay yeah exactly you gotta put on makeup I'm yeah. the same way with zoom my boss I got on a early or not even early it was 11 a.m. <laughs> early <morning laughs> yeah you know how it is you gotta roll out of bed and really get get to meeting uh <laughs> And my boss was like, Hannah, are you still in California? And I was like, because that's three hours behind. And I was like, no. (laughs) It was like, it's like, uh, to be honest, it's an 1130 meeting. It's uh, almost noon. And I was just fully, you know, I get exhausted. So if someone were to text me right now and be like, what are you doing right now? I'd be like, none yet, because I'm not going out with Mm -hmm. you. I mean, actually, right now, I I would go out with someone. But like... (laughs) I wouldn't have sex uh, with you. Not that. <laughs> yeah, if you're around, I'll think about it. But I prefer you give me a. I prefer like a five minute head start. <laughs> yeah, Something. yeah. Don't don't take that too seriously. I do live in Tribeca. If you're ever in the hood, just let me know. There's a pizza place right across the street. It would be great. Yeah, send a DM. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the today's episode. Should we we should probably just get into it. Yeah, um, let's go for it. Very funny comedian Gabby Lamb. She's in LA. Knew her from LA. She's very funny. Very fun. Very cool gal. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, honey. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. What's up? This is my oh. friend Skylar. She's my co-host. Hey, how are you? Hey, girl. I'm, I'm fucking stressed. I was just literally just finished up at the like, last episode of Handmaid's Tale. I'm fucking so stressed. <laughs> Aren't you a little behind? So behind. I'm just finishing season two, but I've been binging it for like a week and a half. Oh my god. Why now? You start watching. <laughs> preparing for the future? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I bought an AP government book to learn about history, but I'm not like dumb, so I got the AP version. Oh, was it good? I opened it. I haven't. I no. I got to, I'm on page. Uh, I'm on page three. And, oh, good, um, great. Page three is the index. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the index, right? I'm trying to. I need to get the cliff notes of what I'm learning before I learn. Anyway, Wait, that's so good. I I need to do some shit like that. Because I feel like in arguments, I, I don't really know a lot. So I'm like, oh, let's go back. What about 19, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, I fucking love that. I was going to buy a book yesterday. I was at the bookstore and I, there was like some book on like American history and then like the NRA. And I was like, I should read this. But then I also know that if I read it, I don't know anything about like the history of this stuff. So it's like you have to start from like the very beginning. You know what I mean? We're a little late into the game. 
We're so late to the game. And in history, actual history in high school, I feel like I just memorized it for a test. Yeah. And I'm like, learn that shit for a reason. Yeah. I know nothing. I have no exactly like an argument. I'm like, I mean, like, I know how I feel, but I'm like, I don't know anything actually. I feel like if my intentions are good, but without facts to back it up, you're kind of just. I feel like oh, I yeah. stopped retaining information after like seventh grade. Like, I remember so much shit about the Industrial Revolution. But then after <laughs> that, like, the Magna Carta, we learned about the Magna Carta every year in high school for whatever fucking reason. I don't know what it is. Same. And it's just God. like, why did that not stick? I feel like it's important, but I don't know why. The yeah, Magna, Magna Carta. Carta. And I, it sounds like a diptyque candle. It know? probably <laughs> is. Set. It probably is. <laughs> a little amber musk. I feel like the fire involved. A couple weeks ago, my mom had to tell me, this is so embarrassing to admit, a couple weeks ago that my mom had to like, I was like, wait, what's a civil war? And she was like, okay, so you're dumb. Um, the civil war <laughs> happened. And I was like, oh, I had no idea what a civil war was up until like maybe three months ago. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, that's bad. But I, you know, a lot of people say things in conversation. I can't even tell you what I don't know because I can't even remember what they're talking about. Yeah, and then you don't want to look stupid in conversation when people are talking about things that you don't know about, so you just agree with them, and then for the rest of your life, you're just agreeing with people, not actually knowing what they're talking about. What I do is I excuse myself to the restroom, and then I Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's no Wi-Fi, I just leave forever. I'm like, fuck it. Oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Wait, so you're in LA, right? Yeah. And you're sober? Yeah, still sober. Nine, Almost nine months on the 4th. How's it feeling? Um, hard. You know, no, it was like hard in the beginning and now it's like getting easier, but it was like, you know, it's like I stopped like drinking and getting fucked up because I wanted to be, you know, more focused at stand up and comedy and shit. And then the world went into quarantine and, and every day I'm like, wait, why do I do this again? Cause like now I'm not doing stand up, and it's like, why am I sober? But here we are. Yeah, you know, I've had a few uh, whoopsie daisies because it's the same thing. I'm like, well, it, it's you do it to make your life better, but without weddings and stand up, it's really hard to fuck things up. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's so fucking true. Wait, are you sober right now? What's going on with you? I mean, it's not looking good. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I'll get back on the horse. I met a sober guy and I like him. So, uh, you know, if that works out, maybe I would. Yeah, that yeah. feels like a reason to keep going. Try keep going. Right. Yeah, perfect. But if he ghosts me, I don't know. Back to Relapse City, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but can you even call it a relapse anymore if you're just kind of like not really on the horse? You're not really trying That's... to get back up? Right, I know. I've just been really busy, but yeah, I can go out this Saturday. <laughs> Not to throw up your progress. It's tough. It is tough. It is fucking tough. And everybody, you know, it's like so, it's such like a personal journey for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Are you dating? I was, I am, I have been dating somebody, but I'm like realizing like how mentally ill I still feel. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be dating when I need to be like really alone. I feel like I've been like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. And then as soon as I go like three dates with a guy, I'm like, yeah, you know what? My mental illness is too strong. <laughs> yeah. Honestly though, honestly. And I thought I was ready to start dating again. And then like, as soon as I did, you know, I got into it like a couple months into it. And then I was like, fuck, I'm like still, I still have like a lot of my own issues. And my therapist forever has been like, you need to be single for like an actual year. Like don't fucking, don't fuck anybody. Don't date anybody, like be single. And I never listen to her. And then every time I get reinvolved with somebody, I'm like, oh, this is why I have to listen to her because like I am a mess. What's the longest you've gone without dating someone? In my life or as of recent? I would say like as an adult. Mm, six months, seven months. 
that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this last round was like seven months and then I got involved with somebody and then I was like, fuck, I'm not. And they also say like in, you know, like in program, they're like, don't date anybody for the first year of like sobriety. And every time I'm like, I'll show you guys. And then I get involved and I'm like, no, nah, never mind. <laughs> I'm still fucked up. Yeah. I had a, there, I guess I shouldn't talk about, I was about to tell a story from a meeting, but that's it. That's actually the first thing we talked it's about. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> it never be accepted at all. Like, Brad Pitt would be fucking pissed. Yeah, I'm already a terrible oh person. There I am, just like <laughs> spilling someone else's tea. Yeah, never mind. I won't go into that. Wait, where did you meet it? Mutual friend hooked us up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is he a comic? No. Because you've dated comics before. God, yeah, I I do date comics. Yeah, and me too. And it's never. It's We're like- all mentally ill. We all have the same mental illnesses. Yeah, that's the that's issue. Why it's funny. <laughs> Sky lives with her boyfriend. I'm like, what is it like to meet someone like each other and neither one be mentally ill? And they're just like, okay, well, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, it's like a natural progression of a relationship, and I get to like date four and something goes awry. Either like I fart in my sleep or, you know, I like. It's just also that still happens, and there's just certain things where you're like, well, you know, we're either gonna bring it up or we're just not gonna talk about it, and we're gonna wait to discuss the things that matter. And sleep farts so low on the totem pole. Right. If a guy ghosts me, I'm like either I either farted in my sleep mm-hmm. or he found my Twitter. The finding the Twitter is the worst. When they're like, I read your Twitter, you're like, don't do don't do that. Why do you wanna not like me? <laughs> yeah, why are you looking for <laughs> reasons to fuck this up, right? I know, I know. As soon as a guy I date sees my social media, I'm like, oh, this is not gonna be good. That's what's hard, I think, about dating as a comic, dating a non-comic, because you're like, I present myself in this way online, but this isn't who I am, and then bitches get nosy so quick. They think they know who you are, and you're like, no, this is my online persona, like, it's very different. Totally, but totally. Yeah, get it, if you're talking about getting, you know, real up the ass, guys are like, I don't know, what if my mom <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And you're like, no, it's hyperbolic, it's hyperbolic, it's fine. I, I don't get that railed up the ass. I mean, I do, but like not that much. Yeah, like once in a while. It's not as frequent as this makes it out to <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't always have cum in my mouth sometimes, but. <laughs> I spit, I spit. <laughs> one time I dated this guy, I was like, do you think your parents will like me? And he was like, tough to say. <laughs> what <laughs> uh, never met the parents on that one never met the parents on that one yeah dude it is hard it is fucking hard like the last guy that i was dating he was like oh my parents my i think he said my dad looked at your instagram and i'm like um he didn't say much <laughs> so he was like, yeah he's like oh i think oh she likes comedy and i was like she sure does <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, any particular posts they pointed out? No, thank God. Like, my parents are always pointing out my posts. Because you and your mom are close, right? Yeah, we're close. And, like, yesterday I texted her. She, like, saw something that I posted. And then she texted me and was like, nice that you're sharing all of your intimacies on a public platform. And I was like, okay, well, you know I'm going to share what you just said on a public platform. So (laughs) Keep going, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I know. God, that's the funnest part. That's, like, my favorite part about being a comedian is, like, talking shit about your parents. And they, like, know. Like, I talk so much shit about my parents. And my mom always finds out. And I'm like, well, stop giving me ammo. Does she care? A little bit, yeah. she come to your shows? Yeah, she's not allowed to anymore. Oh, really? 
I don't like when she does because it gets intimidating. And then she always tells me about like how I'm like too raunchy or she like doesn't want to listen to me talk about cum in my mouth and stuff. And I'm like, well, <laughs> then don't pay for the ticket or pay for it. And then <laughs> pay for it and don't show up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. My mom used to go on my Twitter. She didn't even have a Twitter. She'd just Google me and then she'd call me and give me verbal feedback for each tweet. And I'd be like, it's a like or a comment, mom. This isn't how oh, Twitter no. works. <laughs> oh, like, no. Why do you tweet about your father's sperm? And I was like, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's not my father. It's a father. It's everyone's well, father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said exactly. my father the world's <laughs> father. Right. Dude, that's so funny. I do that all the time where like I'll tweet about like an ex and it's like it's not really my ex, it's just everyone's ex. Or you tweet like about a guy and you're like, it's not a guy I know, it's just everybody knows a guy like this. I actually deleted a tweet yesterday because I was I was telling this guy, I met this guy this weekend and uh, I tweeted about him and then I deleted it like two hours later because I was like, it was very generic, but I didn't want him to see it because I actually would like to go out with him again. So I was like, you know what? I just like can't have this risk. And it didn't do well. If it had popped off, I would have kept it. But it like ah! popped off. So the risk was greater than the reward. Yeah. That is always the thing too. It's like, if it goes viral, do we keep it and then like lose the guy? Or... <laughs> well, then you just tell him, it's like, you're famous. You should be appreciative of this. Like I put you on the map. Yeah, I feel like if it goes viral, their uh, reaction to it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, hey there, Delilah. Yeah. That song is really fucking creepy, but I bet Delilah, even if she told people she thought it was creepy, is also still using that as like her two truths and a lie or whatever. I'm yeah. Delilah. Yeah. I remember hearing actually a story about that. And uh, who's the band? I don't even know who it was. Uh, the guy looked the like a rat. The Plain White Tees? Yes. Wait, who was it? No, you oh, were it right. I said he looked like a rat, but yes. Oh. <laughs> well, they had gone out like twice, once or twice. It wasn't like a long-term relationship. Yeah. That's where, like, most of my shit comes from. My longest relationship, I never talked about him because I really liked him and I respect him a lot. So yeah. I'm not going to go into the tragic yeah. details of our relationship. Whereas if I go yeah. on three dates... You're in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm finding habits. <laughs> God, yeah. That's... I, I have to, like, get better at that, too, because I'll talk about everyone and everything, and then I'll go back and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be fucking blabbing off about people that I care about, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's the hard part for me about having social media. Like, I'm always in this war of like, should I delete Twitter? Should I scale back on my Instagram? Because I'm like, I pop off on there too much for like my own mental health. And then I'll go back and I'm like, I don't need to be saying all this stuff. But then you get excited to say certain stuff and you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do it because I have this voice. It's like, I'm always at a war with that. Me too. I'll go back and I'll be like, why did I say that? That's what I want, you know? Right. In the world. And then I'll keep doing it. It's not like, and I'm like, maybe this is who I am. Maybe I am this like weird <laughs> slut who never smiles. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> oh, then, it's so true. Yeah. I've been in this weird world of like, who am I on social media versus who I am in real life? And I think it's just because we're in quarantine and I'm like, I just need a volunteer and stop thinking about it so much. Yeah. Volunteer. That's so funny. Yeah. I haven't figured out how to do that via Zoom, but I'm sure there's a way somehow you can walk dogs or something via zoom <laughs> yeah but if i'm walking a dog i'm getting paid that's not a voluntary basis right, right. <laughs> God. Least, if i think of a job i can volunteer i'm like i could also make money doing <laughs> also that. Get there's an app yeah that. right yeah, i could sign up i think about that all the time too i'm like oh i should volunteer get myself out of the house learn something new and then i'm like or i could just be on instagram yes I'm yeah, like, I don't or, have time for it. And then I'm sitting around when I'm like, oh, I love having all this free time. I'm like, well, shit. I know. It's like this AP history book. And I have like <laughs> 10 self-help books that aren't doing anything for me. My friend gave me this. Maybe you should talk to someone. Oh, I've heard that's good. 
I've heard that's good too. Everyone's heard it's good, but no, <laughs> no one can vouch. <laughs> I have yet to have someone be like, well, my friend who gave it to me read it, but everyone I've talked to is like, oh, I've heard that's good. No one. Uh, we're all just waiting for someone else to do it for us because then here's what you do. You let someone else read it, you get their synopsis, and then it's like spark notes, but human form. Yeah, you can be active in the conversation yeah. without... And then if they have um, details, then you can backtrack. Like, well, it was my friend, but like, she really got a lot out of it. So I feel like I also read it. Self-help wise. That's so funny. I have so many self-help books too. And I, I like yesterday I went to the bookstore to like, with the intention of buying a book. And then I was like, why am I buying a book when I have 47 new books that I was like, I'm going to read this. And then I don't read it. And I'm like, but if I buy another book, maybe then I'll start reading them all. And I don't. And then I just have so many books sitting around. It's like a weird addiction thing where I'm like, oh, I need to get the self-help book. I'm going to read them all. And then I just don't. Yeah. Therapist just made me get the 12 step guide to codependence, which felt like kind of a mean request. <laughs> like, you should get this book. And I was like, what are you trying to say? Like, I feel like you should be teaching me these things. Like, yeah. why are we here? I have, God, I have one. Oh yeah. Facing love addiction. Here we go. Here's one I haven't dipped into yet. Who recommended mm-hmm. that one? Oh, my friend gave it to me for my birthday. She just gave it to me and was like, you're fucked up. Take this. What a birthday gift. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, did she give you weights and a jump rope too? <laughs> no. Nair for your bikini line? Seriously. <laughs> God, dude, I have so many. Like, fucking The Anatomy of the Spirit. I have Russell Brand's book on addiction. Another book on, like, oh, God, all of these self-help things that are just sitting here waiting for me to read them. And I'll never read them. I've I want Russell to. Russell Brand's one is very cocky. Russell Brand is very cocky. And I'm a huge Russell Brand fan, but I'm like, he's a cocky guy. He definitely has a lot of ego. Do you still like Post Malone? I love Post Malone. I uh, had a dream one time. I dated him. This was, I never told you this. I'm getting jealous. No, I literally woke up and I was like, oh my God, like, thank God, Gabby. And we hadn't talked with, like, I just know through social media, you're obsessed with him. We haven't talked about it, but I was like, she'd be so mad at me. Like, I woke (laughs) up like, oh God, thank God I'm not dating Post Malone because (laughs) Gabby would fucking kill me. So you only (laughs) And I was going to DM you and I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, whenever I think of Post Malone, I think of you i do i love him i I, like chilled out on posting about him so much on my social media because i'm like well i'm almost 30 it's really not cute anymore to be posting my obsession with the celebrity but it's in my heart still (laughs) have you tried to reach out to him (laughs) no (laughs) i did in the beginning like an embarrassing amount and then i was like oh i'm like one of those insane people and then i was like this needs to stop i can't keep tagging him in posts as a joke but like also out of seriousness yeah i messaged nicholas braun from succession no wait what do you watch succession cousin greg no oh yeah i fucking love cousin greg yeah he's like our age he's really hot he's a fucking giant he's like six foot nine yeah yum exactly and i messaged him on instagram like something like very generic like you would send a friend yeah. And then I like sat on it for a half an hour and I'm like, this is fucking creepy. Like, and I was, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Like, do I think Nicholas Braun is going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Is that up, girl? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm scared about guys I'm dating finding my Instagram and here I am trying to get a boyfriend like, throwing it out my there. Instagram. And I'm like, that's <laughs> Especially like a celebrity. I know. And it's like, do they ever open their DMs? Do they see it? I don't know. I, I think they probably look through their requests. I do. I guess I'm not a celebrity, though. I don't get that many requests, but I always look at the Like, requests. you're five? It's a big oh, Yeah, it's, it's a big I, day. I get, like, okay, I get one or two a day. One or two a day? One or two a day is good. Oh, yeah. So. Do you respond to them? 
One time I did to this guy, and we went on a date. Nice. And then oh. he goes to me. I think he listened to my podcast. And I was like, oh, shit. God. I, again, like, the amount of people that I've ruined relationships with because of podcasts or my social media presence are too many. But it's also, like, they got to know that's a part of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's that whole thing of, like, I have to be careful what I'm saying, because it's, like, you know, especially on podcasts, you just, like, let shit rip, because you forget that you're recording, and then you're, like, just, like, chatting with friends, and then you start talking shit, and then you're, like, oh, wait, that's public now. I don't know. It feels like a weird, sometimes it does feel weird to just be talking and, like, putting yourself out there so much, but then it's, yeah. like, when I see other stand-ups who are afraid to talk about stuff or hold back, it's, like, I feel like that's holding them back. Cause I'm like, you're not being completely vulnerable. And now we live in this world where it's like with social media celebrities, you see every side of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why all this shit comes out about celebrities now is cause mm -hmm. they had double lives. And now it's like, no, it's, you're kind of like who you are. Yeah. Through and through. I kind of like, yeah. I really like, like, I feel like they used to be at arm's length and you're like, Oh, they must just take so much shit or they must be such nice people. I love finding out that somebody's not that nice or like also hates the things that I hate. I'm like, okay. Like, now we're getting, I know we're never going to meet and probably not going to message cousin Greg on Instagram. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. You have a boyfriend. It's unfair. I don't know though. He's a giant. That's a different story for a different time. Like I've tried to date somebody <laughs> and it just, I'm five one and there, it does get to a certain point. If somebody's hinging at the hips to lean down and kiss you, I'm like, this doesn't look legal. That's for sure. So yeah, we leave that. But I like when celebrities can like be assholes or be a bitch or like call somebody yeah. out. So when I do it, it's not just like a character flaw. I'm like, oh, we're all like this. That's good. Right. It's like very humanizing. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're just a fucking person doing the same shit. I remember in an interview in like the 90s, Brad Pitt's like, you know, we take poops too. And I feel like Instagram has, has made that like a real thing. And that's also like the dangerous part about social media too, because it like gives everyone access. So then it's like regular people also feel like famous. fucking celebrities. Yeah, yeah. And then they get famous through social media presence. It's wild. Yeah. There was a girl in my college who was famous on Instagram. You know, she was like a blogger mm -hmm. and she walked around with this air to her that I was like, who the fuck is this bitch? And someone's like, she's famous on Instagram. She's famous on Instagram. You gotta be nice to her. And I was like, okay. She like really was boring and like sucked, but her Instagram was curated like a fucking, she was killing it. Yeah. God, that is so wild. Yeah, it's, it's odd. And I, I think now in quarantine too, we're really all living through our phones. Like yeah. that's how we're seeing people. That's literally yeah. checking in. On yeah. People. yeah. It's, and you're, so that is like who you are kind of to everyone else. Cause no one can see you in person. I think that's why I'm thinking about it so much. Are you doing shows? Because you, you're in New York, right? Yeah, I'm in New York. I've been doing uh, park shows a little bit. Okay. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. I have a park show Thursday, I think. And I'm like, I've done a couple of shows and nothing feels the same. And I, like, I don't, I mean, I, I know why, obviously, because it's a fucking pandemic, but still like there were backyard shows. We did backyard shows all the time when, before Corona, you know? And for some yeah. reason now they even still feel different. It also feels different because I, I haven't been writing that much stand-up because it's like, you have to grind and like go do it and like work it right. out. And then if it's a park show, like I did a park show for like 120 people, which I was like, I feel like this is too much, but whatever. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I don't want to just like try new, I mean, I'll add some new stuff, but I'm like, I don't want to bomb here for my one show after 10 minutes, but a lot of my old material doesn't feel relevant anymore because it doesn't fucking matter. So it feels pretty petty to talk about like a one night stand when it's like, <laughs> Well, you really didn't need to do that because uh, yeah. we're in a pandemic. <laughs> then you get like yeah. the judgment part of it. Like, yeah. if you tell an old story as if it's still relevant, people are like, wait, you did a one night stand? Do you know how irresponsible that is? It's like, okay, it's a fucking joke. <laughs> right. And then you're not feeling it. And then like, 
when you know, when you have that energy of you not feeling it, then the crowd knows you're not feeling it, and it's just a fucking. I I have I've had like two shows in the past six months, and they've been nightmares because it just yeah like stand up is one of those things that you need to be doing all the fucking time, and then it's like I was doing old material and like it didn't feel right, and then I tried new stuff and it bombed, and I'm like this is hard. I feel like a lot of people will quit, or I don't know, maybe a lot of people lost their jobs and are gonna get into it. Yeah. It could go either way. way. Yeah, it could really go either way. We're going to see a lot of businessmen showing up to open mics and I've always wanted to try it. Like, oh, like, God. Now. I feel like, yeah, I've met a few guys online who are like, I think I might get into stand-up. And I'm like, yeah, this is a this is a shutdown situation. Like, mm, good luck. Can you imagine dating somebody who's not a stand-up and then he's like, oh, I think I'm going to start doing open mics. You'd be like, no. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no yeah what would you do if you if you met a guy and you're like he's perfect he's great and then all of a sudden he was like i think i'm gonna start doing mics would you break up with him you know knowing me i put up with so much shit that like <laughs> you know what i mean like i've had to walk home from a guy's house and i'm like well maybe he'll text me you know uh, a guy comes on my back and i have to wipe it with my own shirt i'm like ah oh, well you know his towels were dirty so whatever like, oh my god yeah exactly. i was actually really considerate what a good guy yeah so i feel like i'd say i say no now but i've put up with enough shit 100 percent circumstantial i get it i know in my head i'm like fuck no that's stupid and then if i was in it i'd probably be like i'm sure he'll be funny one day <laughs> do you want me there. to write, write you some jokes about me yeah <laughs> Are you talking to your girlfriend on stage? In that case, it's fine. <laughs> um, you're married. Can you talk about that or do you not? Want yeah, to? I can talk about it. I am still married. People are so fucking confused by it, which makes Wait, sense. Wait, you're still married? Yeah, I'm still legally married. You've been married for like 10 years then, right? I've been married since I was, yeah, I've been married for, since I was, I think, 20, so nine years. And um, where is he now? Funny thing, he actually lives around the corner from me with his girlfriend. I had to feed their cats the other day because they were on vacation. Big time. She knows, right? she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and I are like also friends. Cool. We've met like once, but we DM each other all the time. She'll say things like, oh my God, your husband won't, like she always refers to him as my husband. And I'm like, this is so funny and fucked up. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I forget that I married all of the time. And then I'm like, oh wait, yeah, that's still a thing. You should wear a ring. Just I so should wear a ring, shouldn't I? We're, we were too poor for that at the time. He, so we got married when we met when I was nine. I don't even fucking remember, dude. I was either 19 or 20 when we met. I think 19. But he was my boyfriend. He's from England. And so we met here. I met him here while he was on vacation. And then we like kept dating. And then he went back to England. And then I would fly to England. And then he would come here. And we did that for like a year and a half. Like every six months, we would fly back and forth. And then whenever it was that we got married, he was here on a three month like vacation visa. And I don't know if it's illegal to talk about, but whatever, um, <laughs> arrest me. <laughs> um, right before he flew home, he was like, we had the conversation of like, do you want to leave? And he's like, no, I don't really want to go back. And he's like, I want to live in the United States. And I was like, well, then we should just get married. And he was like, yeah, let's just get married. So we went to court and just like got married kind of on a whim like we were kind of planning it but also just like yeah, let's do it yeah. and then we did it and we stayed we were together for like four and a half years I believe and then we broke up like two years into being married but in order to get a green card you need to live in the United you need to be married for three years so we were like well <laughs> 
and then we just haven't gotten a divorce because we're lazy and some shit fell through with like his green card stuff so we're still working it out that's a pretty chill ex-girlfriend i feel like if yeah. i got married and he pissed me off and broke up with me i'd be like oh really goodbye <laughs> i know no he's such a good guy i love him I, I i he's a fucking homie i love him to death but honestly i was the one who fucked up like i ended up like cheating on him and then he was so forgiving and i was like yeah <laughs> i know and then he found out that i cheated on him because i talked about it on a podcast and he was like you know my parents listened to that and i was like had you met his parents oh yeah yeah yeah. i i know i know his whole family did you wear white to this ceremony i did i wore like a cute little fucking wedding dress thingy do people follow up is it like when larry chuck met you know that movie with i now pronounce you chuck and larry yeah yeah, yeah. You mean like um like the government? Yeah. Do they like they, check in? Yeah, they do. Um, they do for the first like three years. We had to go in for a lot of interviews, and you have to show them all of this paper. Like you have to save everything. You know, like pictures and plane tickets. So we would go into these into the, like the court or wherever the fuck we would go, the immigration place, and we'd have to bring like binders of stuff to be like we're married, and they just want to make sure it's legit, which it was. So like we were never worried about that. Well, because there was a comic, I forget, honestly forget his name now, so that shows you what's really <laughs> happening. Yeah. But he starts with Ari Manis, and he was Canadian, and he was going to have to move back, and I was like, all right, I'll marry you. So we got in the car to go to Vegas, and then he got cold feet. I was like, you would rather give up on your dream than marry me, because he wanted to be a stand-up. So now I don't think he does stand up. But he's anymore. Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. I mean, I can see that. I would, I would want to be Canadian versus not not marrying. Right. Me, but I'd want to be Canadian versus being. <laughs> this was this was pre-Trump though. This was like oh. Obama years, you know. This oh wow! Was, then yeah. yeah, that's a huge yeah. So it was just on you. He just didn't yeah, want to marry you. Okay. He like got in the car, eyed me up and down, and was like, "I can't do this." <laughs> <laughs> Like, so marriage is life, or like, are we only married in Vegas? Yeah, do we have to have sex with each other, or <laughs> does that? Did you ever hook up with him, or no? No, he was actually gay, so that was the oh, other okay. part. He was worried we'd get arrested, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I when he brought when he brought that element into it, I think I just want to be married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basic facts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, I just think I just want. I was like, oh, that'd be so funny to be married. I guess that's, like, very offensive. Now that I'm it. it is kind of funny. It is pretty funny to be married. I When we did it, I was like, this is some fucking clown shit. Like, we were, like, drinking on the way there, and it was just, like, so not a thing. Did you but, tell your parents that they come? Yeah, they went. They dressed up, too. Really? So this was, like, legit. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Like, we went to the courthouse in San Diego, which is, like, beautiful. You can get married outside. So we had, like, somebody marry us. My mom and dad dressed up and went, and like then we went out to dinner we uh we also had like a big party like that was kind of the celebration we had like a big fucking party at my aunt's house and a bunch of people came and i got wasted and threw up all over my wedding dress and it was fun it was it was a good time like every wedding i've ever wanted to go to and have been to so <laughs> yeah it was great wow uh yeah. demi lovato her engagement just broke off yeah, I yeah, heard that. And he wants her back, and he's been, like, tweeting at her and shit, and been like, <laughs> I will love you forever. Please take me back. If you're seeing this, I still love you. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I also think she bought her own ring, for sure, right? Definitely bought her own ring, because I don't know who Max Aramara is at all. Yeah, I don't is know. Is that who he is? Yeah, he was on Days of Our Lives. I could walk past the Days of Our Lives, like, veteran on the street, and I would have no fucking idea. Yeah, no idea. No one watches soap operas. You heard it here first. Yeah, I... I <laughs> 
it made me think like, okay, they were engaged for literally two months. And I'm like, what could possibly go wrong in a two? Like, isn't that supposed to be the happiest point? Okay, I heard some things. I heard that because he's not clearly super popular, he was apparently like always feeding information to the paparazzi and to the media and all that stuff. So like anytime something big or little was happening in their lives, he was sharing it with somebody. So no like an inside source. And I think she found out and was like, no, no, I have way too many things going on in my life. Like we can't have this. Because quite Whoa. honestly, I feel like they met and got and dated and got engaged in the span of quarantine. It's been like, what, seven months? I don't know who he was in 2019, so. She wasn't dating him for like, wow. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's what happens when women date down. Yeah, that's like Katie Holmes' boyfriend too. Who's her boyfriend? She's dating a waiter in New York who's an actor. No way. Yes. I don't know if he met, she met him at the restaurant, but uh, they started dating and he was engaged to another woman for like, they had been dating for years and he dumped her for Katie Holmes. So now he's like dating Katie Holmes, but he's an aspiring actor. And I'm like, this is all such a motive for him. Well, that's a huge downgrade because she was dating Jamie Foxx like last year. Like oh, how do you shit. go from- He was, yeah. Down to like random waiter that you meet and you're like, this is going to be definitely the same. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I wonder if it's like a power move though too you know for them to be like yeah I'm the one like the most powerful one in the relationship yeah because I feel like Jamie Foxx I love him but in every interview he really tries to steal the show yeah like she already I, dealt with that with Tom Cruise and she's like yeah learn your lessons and I wonder I mean and this guy's probably he probably isn't gonna have to go back to being a waiter after dating her right she'll just be like yeah I'll do it all for you someone said that he's a waiter at this restaurant in New York at a time I forget what it's called and I was like should I make a reservation or request that waiter's area? <laughs> God, that's so funny. I guess back to Demi Lovato, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, how do they meet? I guess Katie Holmes was maybe eating at a restaurant, but I'm like, how does Demi Lovato meet a day player on Days of Our Lives? Right. And, like, get engaged. Do they meet on Raya? Right. <laughs> And some of them are on dating apps, like, or, like, I watched the Paris Hilton documentary a couple days ago, and she, she was just, like, dating dudes, like, one of her, like, recent exes was just, like, some guy she saw at a bar, or, like, right, or, like, a music festival. And she saw him, like, spotted him at a music festival, and then, like, that was it. Like, the thing is, nothing has made me feel better about my choices in dating than watching that documentary. All other things considered, like, I feel bad for her in a certain sense, but her, she has really bad taste. Like, the guys that she's going after for being Paris Hilton, I'm like, your name alone, you can bump your number up to, like, go after 11s or 12s. Absolutely. Going after, like, solid 8s. Especially the guy that was featured in the documentary who was, like, fucked up at Tomorrowland or wherever they were. Oh, my God. And he, like, dropped her computer. Yeah. The wildest part to me about, literally the wildest part to me about that documentary was when she was like, all of my ex-boyfriends have broken my computers. And I'm like, okay, when the same thing keeps happening to you over and over again, it's like, maybe you're the, what are you doing, girl? But also, like, she had probably 150 computers. Yes. There were so many computers. You make marks or whatever to, like, show progress or, like... Or not. Yeah, or not. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like if I saw, like, all those computers, it would make me sad. I'd be yes. like, fuck, that's a lot of men I've run through. Well, because yeah, right. like, I get a new boyfriend, I have to get a new computer because they're always trying to go through my shit. And that's like, they glossed over it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, 
Right. All of your ex-boyfriends are trying to break into your computers. Something about this indicates that maybe you are the issue. Yeah, like, I'm going after something very specific and very wrong. Or, like, God. what's on her computer that all these guys are trying to bust into? Yeah. <laughs> there are so many computers. You buy an external hard drive and don't save anything onto your computer. This is such a fucking easy fix. And hide that from all the boyfriends. But then you just have this one little brick. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of like buying self-help books, right? It's like, you yeah. know, like, what you have to do, but she's just, like, maybe addicted to buying computers. Addicted to buying computers. Addicted to a lot of things. Yeah. Also, when she put the security camera, because she was like, I'm worried what guys yeah. do when I'm not there. So she put those security yeah. cameras. Also didn't hide it very well. She put, like, a yeah. stuffed animal kind of in <laughs> it. And it has, like, this <laughs> glowing light. You're like, oh, no, that's good. No that's idea. how dumb the guy she's dating. Apparently. She's like, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how awkward would it be if he just starts, like, jacking off to her a photo of her? It's, like, kind of sweet, but also, like, very disturbing. Oh, she'd love it. I don't know if she has a hard time finding a decent guy because, I mean, I imagine it's pretty hard as parents home because her reputation isn't great. Yeah. Right. But that's the other thing about putting out on social media versus who you are. And she's like, that's not really who I am. Yeah, with her, like, low man voice, and then the camera pops up, and she puts on the weird cartoon baby voice. Yeah! Hey, did you notice they only touched on that, like, briefly? Because even her mom was like, yeah, I don't know where the voice comes from. And then no one talked about it again. I'm like, hold on. There were so many things I wish that they had talked about more of. And they, like, they, like, didn't talk about the things that were, like, really interesting about her. That's what I thought, too. And also, I've heard the baby voice thing. This is really fucked up. But if you were molested as a child, that's where the high-pitched voice comes from. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't go into that. So I'm like, maybe that's a false fact that I, again, Are we supposed to just, like, infer? Because yeah. don't let me take my mind places <laughs> that you don't want them to go. Exactly. Right. That I said the same thing. I was like, I want to know about her coke days. I want to know about her arrest. I want to know how she looks so goddamn good. Like, how does she party like that and then look the way she does? She parties so much because I have a lot of friends who are friends with her and they're like, I was like, is she sober? And they're like, absolutely not. Because in the documentary, she seems sober. Yeah. Yeah, no, she, I'm, I know that she fucking parties. I have friends that party with her and like go out with her and they're like, oh no, that bitch is on one. Oh, she does like coke and shit? Yeah, 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 always. I, there were parts in that documentary that I was like, oh, she seems fucked up. I get Tomorrowland, I was like, this bitch is yeeked up. Yeah, she was, there was a lot happening at Tomorrowland, it looked like. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I, my friends were like, when we watched it, they were like, I feel like she's gay. And I was like, that could be, that's an, another interesting plot twist. Yeah. Oh, I could, I guess I could see that. And then they like brought in the girls that were at that, that like went to her school. And like, it, I was like, are there vibes here between like oh, her and like. Totally vibes. Remember that one of them, she was like, you were just always so cool. And I was like, okay, now that's a documentary I want to see. Yeah. Make well, part two and then I'm in. The fact that the guy, a guy leaked your sex tape. Why didn't we go into that trauma? That feels like a huge, huge deal. And totally. That, was, that is, yeah, that was bad. And like, especially with her, yeah, being 19 years old and having that leak, like, that's pretty traumatic. You are a fucking teenager. Yeah. A guy asked me once to film sex, and I said no because I just didn't trust him at all. Yeah. But, great reason. Yeah. Solid. And also, yeah, great but reason. Also, because sex tapes had been leaked, and I was like, not that I, you know, think that mine would go viral, not on wood, <laughs> but it's Come on, give yourself some credit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm being self-deprecating, and my therapist says it probably would have gone viral, but no, um, I, I just felt like that wasn't really a thing for her. You know, like, when I said no, I had also known that people had had sex tapes. Yeah. Yeah. But granted, it did make Kim Kardashian's career, so it's, like, a little intriguing, but... It is, a little bit. Have you guys ever filmed it? 
Nope. One of my, I have a lot actually. One of my exes has a fuck ton, a fuck ton of videos, and I'm like, ooh, you could use all. He wouldn't though, because it would make him look bad. Yeah, that's scary. It's a little scary, but I'm like on good terms, because then you're like, well, then it's fine. Yeah, we are on good terms, and I know that he he would never leak it because it would make him look really bad. And I know that he's in a place right now with his career where he wouldn't want that. Yeah. But he's got he's got him. <laughs> he's got him. I have a couple of nudes that I'll send. You know, I, I don't I reuse nudes. I guess you could say. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if this gets leaked, I would just want to have one out there. Not like, damn, she really spread her body. <laughs> <laughs> they all leaked it and be like and i didn't send it to eight dudes i sent it to one dude that you guys all got it yeah and then that would be the cover you story. google image me where are you yeah i'm like these guys are liars so that was my thought process but i do feel like sending nudes to them always like is this a bad idea i guess it depends mm-hmm. on my weight i usually like <laughs> a fresh wax you're like i mean this is a little terrible yeah this could right work this isn't gonna right. ruin me it might help a little <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't, like, Jennifer Lawrence, after her, all of the, those nudes and shit leaked, didn't she just kind of fall off? We haven't seen much of her after those nudes. I think we all just got bored with her. She's the quintessential, like, oh, I love to eat, and I'm just as cool as you are kind of celebrity. I'm like, I mean, right. can get it. Like, eating isn't a personality. It's just what we do. And then she fell at the Oscars or whatever. We're like, okay, that was your last drop. Like, I think everyone yeah. just stopped caring because it was like, can only be quirky for so long. You also kind of have to do other things. I love to eat food, and then she lost 25 pounds. Yeah. It was, like, like interesting. It felt very inauthentic, because I'm like, you present yourself like, oh, I'm this chill girl, but, like... Yeah, I never, I never jumped on the Jennifer Lawrence bandwagon because of that, too. I was like, this doesn't feel... If you're trying really hard to be, like... Chill? Yeah. The least chill person you know tells you how chill they are. Like, oh, it's so true. I have some friends that are like that, and I'm like, you guys are the least. One of my friends is always like, I think I'm the chillest one. I'm like, you're not the chillest one. <laughs> I can tell you for certain you're not. <laughs> the least chillest. I honestly, I toss around the word chill a lot, but if you hear me <laughs> on the phone with customer service, it is a different story. <laughs> also, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is pregnant right now, so I think she's hiding. Also, isn't her baby daddy then, like, isn't he just, like, a regular guy as well? Regular guy's a stretch. He is our art curator, collector type of deal, so he just has a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. And then, isn't, I was thinking about this the other day, isn't Lana Del Rey dating, like, a cop? Is she? That That's what I, I heard. Like, <laughs> I feel like it would just be an NYPD dude. Yeah, that's what I heard. That you're just dating. And also, it's like, I don't know what my fucking sources are, but you just hear these things and you're like, eh, but I don't know. Where did you hear that? I don't fucking know. Somebody told me. I was like, oh, okay. I believe it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, there's been no research. I, I didn't look into it. I was like, oh, okay. And now she's dating a cop, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm a little surprised she's dating. I guess she sings about abuse a lot but i just uh <laughs> I, i'm a little surprised she's dating a cop she was you mean given the current climate or given who lana del rey is i guess i don't really know lana del rey i was never really on that trend i'm not really yeah i feel like i know lana del rey through memes and like right yeah impersonations to me her and grimes are the same person yeah i don't know anything about grimes other than how weird her relationship is with elon musk but i don't know anything about her if you made up a song right now, you're like, and that's by Grimes. I'm like, oh, that's good. She's talented. Like, I have no fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if she were to walk into this room right now, I'd be like, who is this? I think it was your roommate. Yeah, I'd be like, is this an astrologist I hired? <laughs> 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 Why are you in my apartment? Yeah. Um, do you have a crazy bitch of the week? Is there any anyone in your life right now that's fucking driving you crazy? No, I, like, kind of got into, like, an argument this morning with my friends in our group text. 
were you the crazy bitch then? Yeah. <laughs> if you got in the argument with all your group chat, the entire Honestly, I was kind of instigating because I, like, knew, because I know one of my friends, like, gets pissed off really easily, so I was saying things that I know would piss her off, and I could tell that she was, like, trying not to react, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get it out of you. <laughs> so maybe I'm the crazy bitch. Yeah, they started another group chat without you. You fucking know they did. After I texted, one of my friends in the group chat texted me separately, and she, like, texted me a gif of, like, a person sweating and was like, that's me to your response to her right now. And I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always text someone off the group chat chain, like, what the fuck is going on? Always! There's always, always like, that. There are eight chats going on, and, like, the group chat is just the main source of talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then so you're just true. so careful when you're about to talk shit on the group chat because you're like, let me make sure that I'm in the sub chat. And not the group and chat. And not the group mm -hmm. chat. Yeah, I don't really respond to I don't get to get into the group chats that much because I'm so worried about the sub chats that are <laughs> being <laughs> And you know, you know that they're happening because you do it too do it. with them. Yeah. So you're like, they're definitely all talking about me now behind my fucking back. It's so funny watching drama go down in the group chat because like, it happens in mine all of the time where like we'll all be talking and then two people get into an argument and then like we're all just like watching them like text back and forth and like fight and then somebody will step in to kind of mediate and then another group chat will yeah start and we'll be like what the fuck is going on and then like the other group chat is still going it's wild that's why i think phones are so have ruined our lives we have way too many ways to communicate mm -hmm. right we do and then like in real life shit happens and you like you confront each other and then you get over it and you're like, yeah, okay, fine, fucking fine. But then we can just keep shit going on our phones. Especially with if a tone is misread, you're like, sorry, I ruined it with the truth. And <laughs> the last text sent in a group text is always that's the hated, most hated person. And when yeah. it just goes silent, you're that's like, right. all people in the shade. <laughs> I don't yep. have anything to say. I just right. crushed this momentum. <laughs> that was me this morning in the group chat. Like, I, And then like nobody was responding and I was like, all right, cool, I'm that's me I'm okay I'm the asshole today yeah do you have a crazy bitch of the week surprisingly I do not I feel like my other one is honestly uh I told Skylar this before we got on but um this weekend I met this guy on Bumble who I think is great but he came over on Friday night and he said he was out to dinner with his friends and I was out to dinner with my friend I was like oh let's meet up after thinking we would all meet up and my friend could meet his friends it would be like a group thing mm -hmm. so I invited them over and me and my friend we were just like hanging out and she like lights candles because she's like you know what to smell when he gets here like let's open a window let's light some candles let's turn off the lights so he comes in alone and we're sitting on the couch all these candles like lights off and my friend goes we're just trying to get wild he was like okay and it was like a very awkward situation and the next day I ended up hanging out with him again he goes to be honest, I uh, thought you guys were luring me into a threesome. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that actually adds up. <laughs> the fact that we uh, invited this guy, because he didn't realize I said, I, I thought he was bringing his friends. Yeah. So he shows up alone, two girls on the couch with five candles lit, trying to get wild. And I think Lucy, like, had her arm, this is my our really good friend, so I think she, like, might have had her arm around me, but it was, like, <laughs> not, like, looking back, I'm like... <laughs> I, yeah, I set this guy up for failure. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it took me a few minutes. He kept, he was like, you guys would be like, yeah, like, let's get crazy. And he was like, okay. And then <laughs> he, he was like, then you guys would just be like, what do you do for a living? And he would be like, okay, not the vibe, not the vibe. But <laughs> we'll really take baby steps to get here. Got it. But I've just never been in a threesome, like, situation. So I wouldn't, my brain could even go to that, that yeah. scenario. Like, oh, does this seem like a threesome? Because I've never no been a part of a threesome. Right. 
So are you calling yourself the crazy bitch? Yeah, of the kind week? of, because I see his point. That is true. I love that you said it's time to get wild. <laughs> it sounds like a 90s teen movie. Yeah, it does. With all the lights wow. off and candles. Jesus. Yeah, and I changed into pajamas. It was uh, definitely a confusing time for him. Like, I ch- changed into, like, not like, yeah, no, pajamas. So On the first date? <laughs> I thought we were going to hang out, get to know each other, keep it cash, keep it cool. Pajamas? Yeah, it's uh, it's me. I'm crazy. I'm insane. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it'd be like a fun little, like, maybe we play cards against humanity. You know, keep it light. Uh, yeah. Maybe next time you text all of this, like, here is my plan. Yeah, it definitely should have been more clear. Yeah. Like, let's hang. Let's. Let's see where the night takes us. Yeah, this let's see what our bodies want to do in the moment. Like, oh, yeah, let's leave God. with our bodies. <laughs> so I guess the story is I almost had a threesome this weekend. <laughs> Are you going to see him again? I think so, yeah. But I'm a little nervous, you know? I, I've never... Is, is he I, funny? He's really funny. Is he a comic? No. Great. He works in sales. And he's funny. God, you got you to gotta date a funny guy. He is the funniest guy I've ever been out with. Wow, and you met him on fucking Hinge? Bumble, baby. Bumble, okay. Coming in number one, yeah. But I bet I, the New York guys are hot. LA guys suck. I think New York guys are hotter than LA guys, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. But your boyfriend's from, he's from LA, but I've suckered him into staying here for as long as possible. So he had, I don't know where we attribute the look to. I mm. guess it was like California can take that one. But mm-hmm. I do think you met him in New York. I met him in New York, and I think New York has molded him into the man he is today. Yeah, it is. It's like a New York personality. I feel like guys yeah. that like live in New York and like are New York are like there's something like cooler and smarter about them. Yeah, they got their shit taken care of because you yeah. have to, like, yeah, it's we are uh, not a chill people over here. Right, any. right. I think it's a maturity thing too. I feel like guys in New York are looking to date for, but I was also dating in LA at 23 and 24 where guys weren't looking for a relationship ever, but it always felt like a guy was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I kind of want to be an actor, but I don't know. I also can play the guitar. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It would be like all these, they have all these creative dreams that, you know, would get in the way of our relationship after we had sex. Yeah. Maybe Santa Monica is a little, the guys are a little more focused. The uh, the guy I was just dating, um, he lives in Venice, so that's a little bit better. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, did you meet him through Brittany? Yeah, that's so funny. How the fuck did you know that? That's so funny. Uh, oh, because you live in Venice? Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Whenever you meet a through a friend, a guy through a friend, it's like there's a lot of pressure on every angle. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why my friends don't hook. I'm like, can you hook me up with a friend? They're like, I don't have any of those. I'm like, I see on Instagram that you do. So that's why I <laughs> My friend was like, yeah, Hannah, like, if it goes bad, like, I'm going to have to deal with it. And I was like, why do you think it's going to go bad? She's like, I don't know. History has a tendency to repeat itself. I'm like, (laughs) fuck. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, fuck. Um, What's one story you don't want your mom to know? Oof. I'm like, I'm trying to think about what I don't talk about in stand-up. I do have her blocked from my social media because of those reasons. Um... I suppose I wouldn't want her knowing that I've, I have sex tapes with my ex-boyfriend of us having anal sex. I wouldn't want her knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Wouldn't want her knowing that. Wouldn't want her to know that in the sex tape I did shit and wouldn't want her to know that. Wow, Gabby, this could go viral, I think. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so should I release the tape? Honestly, two girls, one cup. Wow, he kept filming as you're shitting, huh? Well, it wasn't like I was continuously shitting. It was like we finished and then I got off and there was poop on his penis. And I wouldn't want my mom to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you'd want it, If it came out clean, would you feel a little better about it? A little bit better. I uh, knew a, a girl who uh, had anal sex for the first time and then went to the closet to sh- fart. And uh, she shit no. in the closet. No. She got all over the clothes. No. Clothes. She no. just left forever. Never spoke. <laughs> didn't say anything. There were no, uh, there was no. I mean, you can't. Because it's not like, it's not going to get better. Holy fuck. explain what happened. And he's going to be like, that makes total sense. I completely understand. What? She was just like, hey, can I go into your closet real quick? It was like they had anal sex and then it was like they had fallen asleep and she was like, well, I don't want to go in the bathroom because it's like closer to the door. So she's like, I'll go in the closet to like block the sound. <laughs> and then she farted and just like shit came out and it got all no! shoes or clothes or something. So she was like, yeah, it just kind of like left. Yeah. And he definitely never texted her, but I'm like, well, maybe he would find, nah, he mm-hmm. probably knew it was her, right? Yeah. For sure. I mean, for sure. What a fucking situation i feel like that's something that would happen to me yeah I, it was a relatable story i've never done it but i was like that would happen to me that yeah. is so fucking funny like that's so humiliating and the fact that like he went into his closet and saw her shit and was like wow girl shit in my closet and yeah. then she has to live with that and then she was like wow i shit in somebody's closet yeah i feel like it's i just so um i think it's bold to do anal period it's pretty horrible i'll, I'll say that do you prepare I uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know. He was just like, let's just do it. And I was like, okay, I'm a ch- I'm a chill girl. Let's do it. <laughs> that's the problem with being a chill girl. Chill. <laughs> that's the problem with being a chill girl. And when you're chill, they assume that you love anal or that you're down for any kind of anal, and then you just go with it because you don't know how to say no because you're codependent. I wonder if that's the first step. My therapist was like, read the first step of codependency. I wonder if step one is no anal. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be no anal. What else would it be? But the thing is, when you have vaginal sex, <clears throat> so I've heard, this is another rumor, again, didn't fact check it, but, like, you get attached, <laughs> women release a chemical or, like, something that makes you attached to the man. That's why women get attached. I mm-hmm. wonder if through your butthole is the same thing. You release a chemical <laughs> out of your butthole that makes you attached to a guy? Or- really release something with all these stories. <laughs> it's got to be anti. I feel like it's the opposite. Yeah, I feel like all my hatred would come out in that moment. Of your asshole, yeah. 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 yeah, you go to sit down and you're like, fuck, I hate that. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> so it's like, we'll never be the same. <laughs> the last few podcasts I've been on, we have talked about anal and it's just. <laughs> you have chill vibes, so that's why everybody's asking. I know, we love, we love. No, to be fair, you. you brought up the anal. I did not. I asked the secret <laughs> you went to anal, but usually secrets lead to anal, so I don't know. That's so true. God, it is me. Oh my God. I am the Paris Hilton with the fucking computers in this. I keep talking about my anal stories and I'm like, why does this keep coming up? It's me. It's always me. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. This is great. Hell yeah. I loved it. Um, do you want to plug your handles? Um, I guess so. Yeah. My Instagram handle is at Gabby Lamby, G-A-B-B-Y-L-A-M-B-Y. And I don't have any shows to plug really because, you know. You are the show, baby. Yeah. Because I am the show, baby. That's it for now. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.